Hey guys, and welcome back to Kitchen Table MTG. I'm your host, Kevin, the Field of Ruins Costner. Today I had built it, and you all came, so let's get into it. We're talking Brawl. We got a mono white ever deck. So white definitely has its challenges. I mean, it has its challenges when you're brewing EDH, and it has even more challenges when you're brewing Brawl, especially for this deck. I mean, it was, it was you know, I mean, you're going to have to jump through some hoops, but it will be a pretty fun deck. So we're not going to be able to draw as many cards or ramp as fast as our opponents. But what we can do is run a super heavy control control strategy and uh, try to bring our opponents down to our level. And then once we've got the board kind of locked down, then we drop Evra and go in for some kills. So let's read Evra, Helkion, Witness. Four of any color, white, white for a legendary creature avatar, four, four with lifelink. And she has the text, pay four of any color, exchange your life total with Evra's power. So this card can be kind of tricky to understand, but we pay four, so we give her power a 20. Let's say we started, you know, we, we didn't get touched, we started at 20. So we exchange, her power is 20 and our life total is 4. Well if we get all of our damage through, we're going to gain all 20 of that life back. So then we can exchange our power and life with ever again. And we can keep kind of doing this and gaining a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more life and uh, increasing her power. We're also going to be running some life gain cards, uh, a couple of them in here. But uh, first off, we are going to get into the control aspect, so let's take a look at that. So first up, let's, uh, let's you know, gain control of those Moldrotha decks over there. We need to worry about that. That's a big one. Let's get her out of the way. We have Ashes of the Abhorrent. Uh, one of any color, one white for an enchantment. Players can't cast spells from the graveyards or activate abilities of cards in their graveyards. Whenever a creature dies, we gain one life. So we got a little bit of an extra bonus on there, and Maldrotha can't cast anything from her graveyard. Another card we've got in here, we've got Silent Gravestone. Now this is one of any color for an artifact. Cards in graveyards can't be the targets of spells or abilities. Well, this isn't really going to shut down Moldrotha, but it is going to help, you know, keep people from getting stuff out of their graveyard back into play. Now, uh, we're not doing any of that. We don't care about that, so we're going to try to shut down the graveyard as best we can. But it also has the advantage of pay for, tap, exile, silent gravestone, and all cards from all graveyards. So we got a little bit of a backup going on there and then we have scavenging grounds now this card should just be thrown in every brawl deck especially right now that multi is in play uh scavenger grounds you know it taps for a colorless mana and then we can pay two and tap it sacrifice a desert it is a desert and exile all cards from all graveyards okay so we got people's yards taken care of why don't we try to control the rest of the board now? First up, we've got Damping Sphere. Two of any color for an artifact. If a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces a colorless instead of any other type and amount. And it has the additional text of each, play each spell a player casts costs one more to cast for each other spell that player casts this turn. So this, yeah, I mean, this is just gonna make it harder for people to ramp out quick and just start dropping stuff on the battlefield. Next up, we have the Immortal Sun. Now this guy, I mean, this, almost every Brawl deck wants this card. It is six of any color for a legendary artifact. 
Players can't activate Planeswalker loyalty abilities, so that's what we care about. You know, this is our control side of it. We're going to shut down whoever's trying to use a Planeswalker as their general, or, you know, just bring it. I mean, it's going to shut down a lot of strategy. But, I mean, it also gets into our, our ramp and uh, card draw aspect of the deck, and it gives our creatures an additional plus one, plus one, so that's not bad. <laughs> um... Next up, we have Avon Mind Sensor. So, Avon Mind Sensor, he's just going to stop people from searching their libraries. Instead of searching their libraries, they're going to search the top four cards of their library. So, I mean, yeah, this is just going to help, especially the five color decks that are trying to play Evolving Wilds and, you know, everything else. It's just going to help slow the game down for everyone. And Avon Mind Sensor has Flash, and he's a 2 1 flyer, so we can use him to block later on. <laughs> Next up we have Baird, Steward of Argive. Two of any color for and a white white for a legendary creature human soldier. He's a 2-4 with vigilance. And creatures can't attack you or planeswalkers you control unless they pay one for each other creature. Yep, just more control, you know. We we want to make it to the late game, and he's just gonna help with that. So um, next up we've got Takotli, Honor Guard. I probably screwed that up, huh? One of any color and one white for a 1-3 human soldier. And creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to shut down another game plan. You know, we got all this stuff that's just going to make it harder and harder and harder for people to ramp out ahead of us. Next up, we've got Authority of the Council. So this is just a one-drop. And uh, it makes our opponent's creatures enter the battlefield tapped, but we also gain a life whenever a opponent puts a creature onto the battlefield. So that's going to help with not only slowing our opponents down, but it's going to give us some extra life that we can exchange with Ever's life total. And then uh, next up we've got Fall of the Thran. Let me find this one real quick. Fall of the Thran is five of any color and one white for a saga so a saga triggers three different times after your draw step um, unless you can manipulate the counters we don't care about that actually all we want is the plus one or the the first ability destroy all lands so two and three is each player returns two land cards from their graveyard to the battlefield we don't want that to happen you know we want to have our gilded lotus and enough to activate uh, Ever's ability, and we want to destroy this right away. And, you know, that's that's one of the big game strategies here. This is going to help have everybody take quite a while to get back to where they need to be. And, uh, you know, we're just going to be out ahead, hopefully, when that happens. But that's not the only way we're going to try to control the board. We are also going to be running some board wipes. So we've got Cataclysmic Gear Hulk. Uh, when he enters, we, you know, everybody on the table just gets to choose one of every card permanent type. Um, you know, that's not the one we're really looking for. And then we have Hour of Revelation. This is just a cheap board wipe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it can cost three if there are ten or more permanents on the battlefield. Next up, the big one, the one we want, is Fumigate. 
three of any color, white, white, for a sorcery, destroy all creatures, you gain one life for each creature destroyed this way. So hopefully this is going to put our life up quite a bit, and we are going to be able to one-shot people after this hits the battlefield. But, uh, yeah, I know <clears throat> that's the one thing, well, I mean, Ever's missing quite a few things, but one thing she's definitely missing is indestructible. So how are we going to make her indestructible? Well, uh, after we cast her, we can cast Dauntless Bodyguard, and as Dauntless Bodyguard enters the battlefield, choose another creature you control, and then it has the second ability of Sacrifice Him, then the chosen creature gains Indestructible until end of turn. So this is just a 1-1-2-1 one, one one Human Knight. I mean, definitely going to help out with that strategy. Next up, we've got Adamant Will. One of any color, one white for an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two. We don't really care about that. But it gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, last up, we've got Sheltering Light. This is one planes. Target creature gains indestructible until end of turn, and then it's going to let us scry one. So, I mean, I think this is just a great card. It's definitely going in my cube. Um, for her, it's, you know, it's amazing. That scry... You know, that's going to help us out quite a bit when we don't have a lot of draw. So, <clears throat> that's how we are going to make her indestructible. But let's say someone else wipes the board. We've got a backup planned. We have Angel of Condemnation. Two of any color. White, white for a creature angel. 3-3 three, three with flying and vigilance. And it's got two different abilities on here. Pay two of any color and one white. Tap, exile another target creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So this is just going to help, you know, somebody's going to wipe the board. We can get Evra out of there. It also has the ability of two and a white. Tap, exert Angel of Condemnation. Exile another target creature until Angel of Condemnation leaves the battlefield. Um, yeah, I mean, we might... might that... It's not always bad, you know? I mean, we might want to just exile Evra under there if the board's looking crazy, and then wipe everything, and uh, once Angel of Condemnation leaves, Evra comes back. I had a dragon deck that was all about this strategy, and it was pretty fun. I mean, it just had the downfall of being a dragon deck and having to run a lot of ramp, and it was five colors, so... <clears throat> but yeah, that's pretty much gonna do it for the control aspect um we got a couple more indestructible creatures in here we've got oketra the true so this can also pump out some chump blockers you know it's pretty expensive but if we got nothing else to do let's pump out some one one warriors next up we've got this zetalapa zetulpa primal dawn and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just a big 4-8 flying double strike vigilance trample indestructible creature. So, I mean, if we got the mana and, uh, we're wiping boards, we can just throw him out. This is super late game for us. Super late game. Um, but it's there. So, let's say we, uh, we couldn't wipe the board. How are we going to get through with some trample here? I mean, there's no unblockable. There's, there's, it's very hard to send our creature through without wiping the board. But we do have Forebearer's Blade. <clears throat> and Forebearer's Blade is a three of any color equipment. It has an equip cost of three, and the equipped creature gets plus three, plus zero, and has Vigilance and Trample. That Vigilance isn't gonna be bad either. 
And then whenever the equipped creature dies, we can attach uh, Forebearer's Blade to target creature we control. We don't really care about that, but you know, you might want to put it to Zatulpa or Oketra. But uh, the only other way we're going to be able to send some creatures through with Trample here is we're running Ronas Monument. And that's right, this is a green card, but it doesn't have any green in the text, so we can legally run it. It says green creature spells you cost cast one less to cast. We don't have any of these. But it does say whenever you cast a creature spell, target creature you control gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample until end of turn. So, you know, we do have some creatures in here, and we've got some cheap creatures, so we might be able to, you know, get Evra some trample, and then, um, you know, maybe Oketra is Zatulpa. Um, so, beggars can't be choosers, but that's how we're getting people through. So this is our, you know, absolute backup strategy, but we've got something in there. And then we've got our last wincon. This is just a far-fetched pipe dream of a strategy, but we are running Fumigate, so, you know, we wipe the board and gain all this life, or Authority of the Councils might do some work for us, gain quite a bit of life. Um, but we're running Aether Flux Reservoir. So we are starting at 20 life. We're going to have to do some work for this to work. But whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn. Pay 50 life. Aether Flux Reservoir does 50 damage to target creature or player. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely going to have to be a workaround. But if you do have 51 life or 52 life, throw this down one shot. The biggest threat at the table. And then we have Oketra's Last Mercy, just in case. So Oketra's Last Mercy is one of any color, white, white. Your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. So that'll definitely be a player when you turn this into an EDH deck. You might want to cut it from your Brawl deck, but I'm going to, you know, if I built this deck, I'm going to throw it in there and try it out. We might get lucky, and that is just such a strong ability to be able to just get rid of the biggest threat on the battlefield. But, uh, yeah, that pretty much does it for our win con, the main strategy. But uh, we went over the main course. Let's get to some entrees here. For uh, ramp, we've got Azor's Gateway. And let me pull this up here. Azor's Gateway is a flip card. It's two of any color for a legendary artifact. Pay one and tap. Draw a card, then exile a card from your hand. If Cards with five or more different converted mana costs are exiled with Azar's Gateway. Uh, you gain five life and then untap it and transform it. So that is a big stretch, but we're running kind of slim on options. When it does flip, we have Sanctum of the Sun, Legendary Land, add X mana of any one color to your mana pool where X is your life total. I mean, when this thing flips, it is nuts. I really wish they made this, you know, like, even three. <laughs> you know, three different cards with converted mana costs exiled. That would have been sweet. But uh, I want to try it out, you know. Uh, maybe we can make it work. Next up, we've got Dowsing Dagger. I talk about this card every episode. It just flips into a Gilded Lotus land. Um, I really like it. So, Next up, we've got Gilded Lotus. Taps for three of any one color. And then we've got Gyropur Orrery. 
Now this is going to help our opponents out too, but uh, we're going to be controlling the board. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it's all about getting to the late game. And hopefully when we drop a card like this, everybody thinks we're their friend. Because what does it do? Each player may play an additional land on each of his or her turns. And at the beginning of each player's upkeep, if that player has no cards in hand, that player draws three cards. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't a card that most people are going to want to attack, you know? Some people might, but uh, people will probably generally leave you alone for a turn or two if you drop this early enough. Um, next up, we've got Mirage Mirror, and for two of any color, Mirage Mirror becomes a copy of target artifact, creature, or enchantment. I mean, this just multi-use, you know, we could do a lot with this. Uh, there's no telling what you can do, you know, it depends on each game's different. You'll use Mirage Mirror for a whole bunch of different stuff, but um, I'm really liking this card. I just picked another one up at my game store for a dollar, so pretty happy about that. Next up, we've got Mox Amber, and this is just, you know, it's a zero drop mana rock. It only produces mana if a legendary creature or planeswalker we control is out on the battlefield. But we're running a lot of legendary creatures, and uh, we only want to tap for white, so that's not going to be hard. Next up, we've got Oketra's Monument, so this is just going to reduce our creature spells, and it helps fill the board. We're going to get some 1 1 warriors. Um, and then Immortal Sun. We talked about Immortal Sun, you know, it's other benefits, but at the beginning of our draw step, we draw an additional card, and spells you cast cost one less to cast. And that, I mean, that alone, the, the cost reduction of spells can sometimes just be stronger than, you know, a Gilded Lotus. I mean, thinking we don't have Damping Sphere out, um, you know, you can cast three or four spells and this thing is reducing one off of each of those so that's that's super nice but uh let's jump into some card draw here <clears throat> so we've already talked about azor's gateway you know that's okay card draw for this deck but uh we talked about Giraper, ori mirage mirror and the immortal sun but we also have the weatherlight um, so this is four of any color for a legendary artifact vehicle with flying and whenever Weatherlight deals combat damage to a player look at the top five cards of your library you may reveal a historic card from among them and put it into your hand put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order so this isn't really card draw but it is card selection we're going to be digging deep looking at the top five cards and it I mean it's pretty conditional but you know there'll be someone without a flyer that we can get through um, send this through with. Next up, we've got, where are we, Karn, Scion of Urza. So, I mean, this, you know, right now, what is it, $64? Yeah. But it's four of any color. Reveal the top two cards of our library, an opponent chooses one of them, we put that card into our hand, and then exile the other one with a silver counter. Its negative one ability is put a card with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand so yeah i mean this is this is just nice card draw for mono white i mean we're definitely going to need it um i've got a couple of these cards but i bought a lot of lot of boxes so you might not want to spend that 64 dollars but uh, i mean if, if you got them definitely throw them in there he's also got a negative two of create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token 
with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control, so that's not bad either. It's gonna help help out quite a bit. And he, I mean, he starts with five loyalty abilities, so you're you're gonna be able to pull a couple of these off, whatever you need. Um, so we talked about Karn. What do we got next? Board the Weatherlight. Let me find this card here real quick. Board the Weatherlight is one of any color and one white for sorcery. Look at the top five cards of our library again. You may reveal a historic card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a, a random order. Got a ton of historic cards in this deck, so that's just going to help dig deep. Um, and we also got some, you know, some scry abilities and some cycling stuff here. Uh, Desert of the True is going to let us cycle it away um, for one of any color and a white and then we've got Zahalferin Zahalferin Void it's that new land let me pull this up that uh, when it enters the battlefield we get to scry one it doesn't enter tapped and it taps for a colorless mana we don't care about that colorless mana I mean uh, mono white you know we're gonna have our white pips but that scry is super strong then we've got Sheltering Light, we'll get into when we talk about protection, and we have Sky Whaler's Shot. So let's read Sky Whaler's Shot here. This is two of any color and a white for an instant destroy target creature with power three or greater, and then we get to scry one, so we get a little bit of multi-use out of this. But uh, speaking about removal, what other cards do we have in removal? We've got Gideon's Reproach. Now this is one of any color and one white. Gideon's Reproach deals da four damage to target attacking or blocking creature. It's an instant speed. So uh, yeah, I mean we're gonna want to get rid of the big stuff. You know the big stuff, the scary stuff. Get it out of there. Next up we have Invoke the Divine. Another instant for two of any color and one white. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. We gain four life. There we go. Helping make Evra's power a little bit bigger. Um, then what do we got? We got Seal Away. This is just a flash speed uh, enchantment for two. And when it enters the battlefield, exile, target, tapped creature, and opponent controls until Seal Away leaves the battlefield. So we got a lot of stuff dealing with tapped creatures, but we want to keep the stuff that's attacking us away. You know, we have Baird, and he's making people pay one extra mana every time they attack us. But one mana is not a lot to send a big creature through. So we want to get rid of some of the creatures that are coming towards us. And then uh, we got Field of Ruin. This is just another another card that should go in any Brawl deck. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we can exile, uh, pay two, tap it, sacrifice, Field of Ruin, and destroy target non-basic land. And then uh, an opponent controls each player, searches his or her library for a basic land, puts it onto the battlefield, then shuffles his or her library. There's a lot of flip lands right now in Brawl. I mean, a lot of the Itlamox, the, I mean, just a ton of stuff tapping for a ton of mana. Dowsing Dagger, you know, um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it can get out of control. So you probably want this in almost any Brawl deck. Um, and the downside of each player, you know, getting a basic basic land into play isn't that bad. I mean, you and the person you're attacking are definitely losing in that situation, but sometimes you just need to get rid of that stuff. 
So there you go. That's like a three-minute conversation on Field of Ruin. But that is in my name. So let's get into the next stuff here. We've got... Oh, that, that pretty much does it for all the removal and everything. But uh, uh, let's talk about this deck a little bit. So I goldfished it a couple times on Tapped Out. And, um, you know, it surprisingly did pretty good. Um, you know, I always had enough lands in hand. I was always able to play, well, not always, but pretty close to always being able to play at least one spell a turn. Um, yeah, it did, it did a lot better than I thought it would. It definitely needs some tweaking, but that's up to you guys. And when you do tweak it, you know, send me a link. I would really like to see this deck in action. And uh, let me know if you win games or whatever with it. Change it into an EDH deck, I really would like to know. Um, but before we get out of here, let's get into our magical Christmas land scenario. So first up, we've got turn one. We've just drawn our card. We have eight cards in hand. We play a Plains and then Authority of the Council. So hopefully this is going to gain us some life. Turn two, we got seven cards in hand. After we draw, we're going to play Zalfarin Void, Scry. Uh, scry into something good, then we're going to play Damping Sphere. We're going to start slowing the game down. Turn three, we got six cards in our hand. We play a Plains uh, into Oketra's Monument. So we're looking pretty weak right now, you know? Nobody's caring about us. We're the mono-white deck that's not really doing anything. They're giving us some pity, and we are, you know, just getting ready. So turn four, we got five cards in our hand. We drop a Plains, and then we play Giraper Ori. Now everyone's our friend, you know? I mean, they might be trying to waste some removal on Dampening Sphere or Authority of the Council, but, uh, you know, hey, look at this guy. He's letting us draw additional cards and play lands. Yeah, we don't want to screw with him too much. So turn five, we drop Plains, Plains, Gilded Lotus into Baird Steward of Argive. Now they're going to have to pay a little bit of mana to attack us, but we're still not a threat, you know, and we're giving everybody all those cards, so that, you know, they're leaving us alone. We might have lost a little bit of life by now, but we are doing fine. Turn six, we got three cards, we're drawing into three cards now because we've spent everything in our hand, and we're going to play planes, planes, and then we're going to drop Evra onto the board. Um, and then we're going to drop Dauntless Bodyguard, naming Evra. So, you know, now people might be uh, taking a look at us, but, you know, there's probably probably someone out there that's really opposing a threat, so they're going to leave us alone for a little bit longer. Turn 7, holy smokes, we drop a Plains into a Fumigate. We just gained a ton of mana, ton of mana. And then we drop a Mox Amber, we activate Evra, and swing in for our first kill. So, yeah, I mean, there it goes. Next turn, we drop Zatulpa, um, and we're just we're just all over the place. It's game over right there. We're going to gain a bunch of life. Uh, we're going to play an Aether Flux Reservoir, attack our last player, and kill the last one with the Aether Flux. Okay, so that was a little bit of a, a stretch for Magical Christmas Land, but it is Magical Christmas Land, so uh, hopefully that works out for you. You know, this isn't going to be a top-tier deck, but I think it would be a pretty fun deck to play around with. Um, you know, with, with some strategic board building and uh, some luck. 
you know, and, and then just politic. You know, you got to politic. Get get some allies. Um, try to make the late game and then drop your threat onto the battlefield. But other than that, you know, people aren't, you know, they'll see you. They'll see your mana growing before you can uh, drop Evra. So they're not going to be coming at you right away. Um, you know, after the first game or two when you've killed people, then they might, uh, might start coming to you. But, uh, thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe, and leave me a review. You can reach me at Twitter at UTBGameCo. Um, you can email me at UnderTheBridgeGameCo at gmail.com. Visit my website at UnderTheBridgeGameCo.com. You can check me out on Tapped Out at Kitchen Table MTG. And you can also hear me wherever podcasts are heard at Kitchen Table MTG. And uh, if you wanted to leave a bad review, you can email me at my special bad review Twitter page. It is at Donald Trump. And I will see you guys later. All the links will be down in the description below. Have a good day. And the music is by bensound.com.